My friends in Christ, one of the lesser known works of the great American playwright, Eugene O'Neill, is a play called Lazarus Laughed. It tells the story of the good friend of Jesus who briefly tasted death for four days and saw it for what it was. Ever after, Lazarus greets everyone he meets with these words that become something of a refrain throughout the entire play. He says, laugh with me, death is dead, fear is no more, there is only life, there is only laughter. The stage directions that follow indicate, and here I quote, Lazarus begins to laugh, softly at first, then full-throated, a laugh so full of joy in living, so devoid of all fear that it is infectious with love. I like the image of the laughing Lazarus, but it's well to remember that the laughter of Lazarus was preceded by tears, perhaps his own, when he knew he was irreversibly in the grip of death, and certainly the tears of Martha and Mary, his loving sisters who doted on him and who were devastated by his untimely death. And then, then there were the tears of Jesus in what is surely the shortest, but also the most revealing sentences in all the Gospels, we were simply told that Jesus wept. Laughter and tears, tears and laughter. They are like waves that constantly wash up on the shores of life. And they are never very far away, or far apart, I should say, are they? Certainly not in today's readings, and certainly not in life as we know it. Tears and laughter are as constant and predictable as death and life. They are, in fact, the voice of death and life. Serving now as a priest now for many years has brought me close to the tears and laughter of a whole lot of people. And it's an awesome thing to be that close to the agony and the ecstasy of another human being. It's a privilege, too. It's something no priest ever takes lightly. I, I have shared with you before a story about being with a young wife and mother at the bedside of her dying husband. He was way too young to be dying, but Agent Orange from the Vietnam War and the resultant leukemia were having their way, and we watched life slowly but steadily drain from him as we prayed at his bedside, prayed through our tears, the church's prayer for the dying. He died one morning just after sunup, and before sunset that same day, his wife gave birth to their second child, a beautiful little girl. Tears and laughter can come very close together in this mysterious life of ours, but I never saw them come any closer together than that. I found myself standing in quiet wonder before the mystery of a God for whom life and death are intricately woven together and sometimes even spoken in the same breath. But we must not be too literally about life and death, 
death has more than one meaning, and so does life. The scriptures tell us that the story of the raising of Lazarus is more than a great miracle story that showed beyond any doubt that Jesus had power over death. It certainly did that. But it did even more because in John's gospel, as I stressed last week, the miracles of Jesus are more than wonders. They are also signs, signs of something far deeper than physical or spiritual. They are spiritual signs. They are signs of faith. Think of them as sacraments, always pointing beyond themselves. In last Sunday's gospel, you remember, Jesus gave sight to the man born blind. His eyes began to see people and, and trees and colors, yes, but he gained other eyes too, eyes of faith that opened up and began, he began to see Jesus as Lord. I do believe, Lord, he said, and he fell down in worship before Jesus. And it was the same the week before that with the woman of Samaria. The water from Jacob's well not only quenched her thirst, it led her to an encounter with Jesus, the living water. So what is the deeper level of the story of Lazarus? Well, I see it as a story not just about the raising of this friend of Jesus, but the raising to life of every Christian believer, including, of course, you and me. Lazarus represents Christians on their way to faith, and he represents Christians struggling to believe and sometimes finding it very hard to believe. It's hard not to think at this moment of our gay and lesbian brothers and sisters in the wake of the recent statement from the Vatican regarding the blessing of same-sex unions. As a pastor, as a pastor, I'm painfully aware of what a challenge to faith this must be for them, a deep wound, even a death experience. But in their pain and disillusionment, I hope that they are able to hear Jesus saying to them, Lazarus, come forth, and to hear those words as a personal expression of his love, as well as an invitation to walk in the light of day. That's one example, but in one way or another, each of us should be able to identify with Lazarus. Like him, we are the friends of Jesus. We are all the ones for whom Jesus weeps and the ones to whom he speaks those liberating words, Lazarus, come forth. That's because there is something in each one of us waiting to be brought to life. There is something asleep in each of us longing to be awakened. And you know, that's true of the church too. The Lazarus story then is our story. It is the story of every believer. My friends, are there tears in your life? Hurts that will not go away? Painful memories that haunt you? Limitations you can't seem to overcome? Things that just don't make sense? Is there death in your life? The recent or even distant death of a loved one, perhaps? Your own approaching death? Your fear of death? Maybe so. And there is certainly death in our world 
that can be so indifferent to the poor and so indulgent toward the rich. Our world that seems to feed on violence, hatred, racism, division. No doubt about it, we are surrounded by death in many forms. But that is not the whole story. There is Lazarus and his story. With Lazarus, we need to hear Jesus say, come forth. And then, then we need to take our first steps into the light of day. And that takes courage because we can get comfortable in our graves. We can get used to drowning in our tears. But my friends, as much as tears are part of our lives, we are still meant to laugh. Along with Lazarus, we are meant to leave our tombs and to laugh. To laugh because in the end, there really is only life and God's enduring love.